Worm is a web serial by J.C. McRae, also known as Wildbow. You can read Worm in its original format by visiting parahumans.wordpress.com or donate to Wildbow's Patreon at patreon.com wildbow. This story isn't intended for young or sensitive readers. Readers who are on the lookout for trigger warnings are advised to give Worm a pass. For a complete list, check the description for all of Worm's trigger warnings. Welcome. We are the Brockton Bay Book Club, and we have but one goal, and that is to get more people reading Worm. Now, if you're listening, there's a good chance you are already familiar with Worm, and we are delighted to have you join us on this little adventure. But if you have no idea what we are talking about, here is a brief synopsis written by the author himself. John McRae, better known by his handle, Wildbow. Worm is a web serial about a teenager with a superpower that lets her control bugs. She is mistaken for a supervillain on an early outing and is thrust into a world where hero and villain and good and evil don't always match up. My name is Jacob, and I will be serving as the unofficial MC of these episodes. Uh, Each episode will be broken into two parts, part one being the formal book club where we break down several chapters each episode and discuss them, and uh, part two being a fun dissection of the story and how we would adapt it for television. And of course, I'm not alone here. We have a diverse cast of readers, all with varying levels of experience with Wild Bow's library. Uh, For myself, this will be my second time reading through Worm, and I can't wait to get back into it. Uh, but let's meet the rest of the group, starting with Taylor, uh, no relation to the protagonist of the series. Uh, Taylor, introduce yourself and your experience with Worm. All right. Well, hello, everybody. Again, my name is Taylor. Uh, I've been friends with these guys, um, with Alan particularly, for about 20 or so years. Um, and just with everyone else, just... I mean, we've had a great friendship going on, and literally throughout the entire thing, people keep telling me I need to read this Worm series. Um, I do not have any experience with Wildbow's works, so I'll be going into this fresh, um, basically be given just what I see as it happens. So for those of you that have read Wildbow, you'll probably laugh at my predictions and whatnot and knowing what's going to be coming next, Um, but I'll be given a fresh perspective. All right, fantastic. Uh, and jumping right over to Alan. Yeah, so my name's Alan, by the way. And I this will be my third time rereading Worm. I uh, read the sequel, begun reading his horror magic, finished that one, and now I'm reading Wildbow's Biopunk, 
um, which will leave me one more to catch up after I finish this one. Um, huge worm fan, really like it. Uh, to me, Wild Bo's kind of my favorite author just because of his sheer consistency of writing, if nothing else. Um, so I'll be coming into this a lot. I originally heard about it from Jacob, uh, who mentioned it offhandedly at the end of a school semester. And then that kind of consumed my entire summer reading Worm. Yeah, I found, I uh, should have mentioned, I found Worm reading uh, Who Would Win Battles on Reddit, on the subreddit Who Would Win. And so many battles were pitting like Superman and powerful characters against these characters from this web serial Worm that I had never heard of before. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I have to check this out. And uh, that was a good decision. All right, uh, Hannah. Yeah, uh, I'm Hannah, and I heard about Worm because Jacob and Alan were roommates, and I was dating Alan at the time, and so I was like, well, it's time I start reading it. So it took me two years to get through Worm. Um, I did kind of a combo of reading it on the Kindle and listening to the audiobook, um, and it was a lot, <laughs> uh, but I really, really enjoyed the story. and. The thing that kept bringing me back is like the characters. The characters are so complex and so beautiful. And the story is just amazing. And you never really know what's going to happen next. So that unpredictability was really fun for me. So uh, I finished Worm about, yeah, about what Jacob said about five years ago. And it's about time I sit down and read it again. So I'm, I'm very excited. Awesome. And next we got Nick. Hello, hello. I'm Nick. Um, yeah, so I heard about Worm uh, probably from Jacob or Alan. I don't actually remember. Um, but I just remember uh, the the year that I read it. I would be on my phone reading it on the website till like two or three in the morning, just just trying to you know, crank my way through the arcs and I just had to know what happened. So for me, worm is kind of funny because it really is. Um, it's sort of in my memory, like a dream where I have impressions and characters and ideas, but I don't know that I remember all the specifics, especially in the middle sections. So I'm looking forward to going back through the book, uh, going back through and meeting all the characters again Remembering the really cool scene. And for me, one of the things I love about Worm is uh, Wild Bo's unique take on superpowers. Um, you know, it, we live in a world now where superhero stories are kind of becoming a dime a dozen. But I feel like Wild Bo really does a good job of making something distinct. Uh, obviously, Worm's a bit older, but even so with uh, newer things, too, that I've read of theirs. So I'm excited to get back into it. Um, it's a super fun story. and. I'm a teacher. I'm an English teacher, so I love discussing stories and themes and characters. So uh, you can probably expect that I'll I'll be pulling on that aspect of myself as we go. Fantastic. And lastly, we have Kat. Hey, I'm Kat. Um, I also, like Taylor, have never read this series. Um, my first, if, you know, hearing about it was from Alan. Who knows? Like two years ago probably um just 
chatting about, you know, books and whatnot he had mentioned. And I thought about reading it, but um, kind of intimidated by the sheer length and inaccessibility of it. But luckily I have a lot of people here that have read it and can give me the Kindle link. Um, pretty excited because I do like some superheroes and yeah, that's pretty much, you know, hopefully I'll be able to bring a good, fresh perspective just like Taylor. All right. Fantastic. So, uh, that's everybody we have here. We also have our, um, resident audio editor slash moderator, Michael Scott. Hello. There he is. We will be uh, popping in on occasion to tell us where you need to speak up or share a cool fact, look something up for us. So he'll be around. All right. I will, let's go ahead and open this up now, kind of just to everyone um, getting into expectations of kind of what we're going to be reading. Uh, actually, let me back up real quick. So the format of this podcast is going to be broken into two parts. Primarily the first is more of a general sort of book club vibe as we're, reading uh, arcs and chapters of the story at a time and just sort of discussing what we are enjoying about it and just kind of that more traditional fashion. And then the second half, the uh, kind of, I guess you could say nerdier half, although uh, this whole thing is pretty nerdy, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll be um, pretty kind of approaching worm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> approaching worm from the perspective of, of trying to adapt it for uh, long-form visual storytelling, television primarily, and kind of what that would look like. Uh, because I think we can all agree there is a ripe story here for a visual adaptation of some kind, despite, mm. as Nick said, uh, a somewhat oversaturation of the superhero genre. But we do see stories within that genre that do break out. Um, the Boys on Amazon, uh, Invincible recently on Amazon as well. So there's... There's a lot of room for unique stories to be told in this genre. But yeah, let's go ahead and open it up. Kind of what are what are some of your general expectations as we as we dive back into or into for the first time, Worm? I think um just to jump in here, I think it'd be really interesting to hear um from Taylor and Kat, just because you guys haven't read it yet, if I'm understanding that right. Um and so it'd be fun to hear just from what you've heard of us talking about it. What do you think of the story? Uh, what comes to mind? Well, just from all the hype, y'all guys have been hyping this up for years. I mean, literal years. Um, <laughs> I I definitely know that this is like not your Marvel superhero story. Um, I know there's there's death, there's just sadness, there's creepiness. Um, and what amazes me um, is... The fact that he was essentially making this a D&D type deal, um, which I'm also fairly new to um, as well, but literally rolling for these characters and not knowing what was coming next himself. So I think that's what I'm most excited for is to try and pick and see like, oh, where did he have to ad lib? Where did he have to do this? Um, so I'm super excited for that. Yeah, actually, um, that's news to me what Taylor just said about this being kind of a D&D led story with rolling for things. So I'm actually really interested to hear more about that. Um, I guess, you know, I'm going into this, I mean, like completely blind because I go into movies, I go into books without reading synopses, without watching trailers. It's the exact same thing here for me. Um, 
So honestly, it's, there's going to be a lot of no spoilers completely. Like I've, the only thing I've done is I've listened to the first like 40 minutes of arc one. So I have nothing other than, you know, that very beginning. So, um, yeah, kind of interested to see, um, where you guys take us and where this book takes us. Yeah. I know for me, um, I talking with you guys after it was like seven and a half years ago that I read it um, and finally finished it. And so now still trying to talk about it um, like you, Alan and you, Jacob, you guys have a much better grasp of who the characters are. And so for me, the image, you know, Alan will mention a character and the image it'll play in my mind is that, you know, just the meme from guardians of the galaxy, the who, you know, just every time he's like, you know, so-and-so and they do, yeah. they can do this. And I'm just like, who? So for me, there's a lot that I've forgotten in the middle. Um, and I'm just excited to see all that again and to talk about it. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I feel like because it's been so long since I've read through the series, I have forgotten so much. And Alan recently got some tattoos uh, based off of Worm. And I'm like, I, I honestly, I can't always remember when he's referencing characters. And that kind of kills me a little bit because... I feel like Worm is a weird, uh, like, <laughs> like a weird members club. Like, if you finished the book, congratulations, you get to join this elite club of like people who have actually completed it. And I'm like, yay, I'm part of the club, but I, can't, I can't remember anything that happened. So uh, I'm just, I'm just very excited to go back and read the, read this again. And like knowing some, you know, some big plot points that you know will be coming. It's like when you watch a movie for the second time and are like, oh my gosh, oh, I noticed this, I noticed this. Or like, oh, I see they're setting this up. So I'm excited to see those things get set up knowing some of like the bigger plot points that are, that are coming. I'm a social media consumer in the sense that like I enjoy things the most with other people. Um, if I'm introducing somebody to a piece of media, like I could sit there and watch their reaction to an entire movie and just feed off the energy of that. So for me, while things are fun to read alone and I do enjoy that, uh, I think of like one of my favorite experiences of all time with media was watching Westworld season one with Jacob when we were roommates mm. week to week Yes, and getting on Reddit and talking about all the theories and you know coming up with the ideas and that's an experience i never really had because i typically didn't watch week to week and i certainly didn't engage with communities uh like that and now having been in a couple book clubs um i really i really dig the community aspect of consuming media and then discussing it so i am most excited about all of us like hearing people's thoughts hearing you know what they hate what they love at week to week that just fills my heart with joy and then finally at the end of all of this when we go out and get the tattoos yes. together will be the best part i knew you were gonna say that i knew it it's, it's the club it's the club you know we're all in the I, club. I, I said it now <laughs> our goal is to make enough money off of this that we can afford the tattoos. <laughs> that is, that's the goal. So, since I have absolutely no 
earthly idea what the tattoo could possibly be. I'm just imagining us all getting worms. So <laughs> I'm, I'm in, So I guess I'm looking forward to figuring out what the fuck we are getting on our bodies. So. Yep. And well, there's a lot of options. Um, and Alan knows all of them. I know none of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seems some good art, good tattoo art over the years. Well, as someone that doesn't have any tattoos on their body, I'm a little scared because, I mean, I don't want a Superman logo across my ass. But (laughs) another thing is, this is what I'm most excited about, is trying to figure out different predictions and whatnot and just where this book is going to go. Because, I mean, Kat and I don't know anything. So this is going to be very Mm -hmm. interesting just to kind of see what goes on there. Yeah, and it's... That's it's going to be really interesting going going through the story because the way Wildbow writes characters in these stories, he it, it's it's such a fun and unique approach to writing that I really haven't seen or at least I'm aware of any other authors really doing in terms of in terms of how he chose while writing because this was serialized, so he was writing chapters kind of as they came week after week. And so, and so the, his approach to character arcs and character progression is incredibly natural in a, in a really, uh, really fun kind of way. I read that he would write himself into corners on purpose, like purposefully put his characters in, in impossible situations for the sole purpose of like challenging himself to write them out of those corners, which I just love. Like, I'm, I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> yeah i i it's that part i love that part and the fact that and i i'm not going to get maybe the exact details right but i am pretty sure there is a point in the book where a major event happens and at that point on until the end of the book he is rolling dice to see if characters live or die and that is based on of course like their power levels and stuff like that but nobody is exempt from those roles. Um, and we'll get back into that later at some points where uh, we'll talk about uh, when people make it or don't, uh, what, the, what, what that looked like. And of course, in addition to just reading through Worm as a little book club here, the sort of second half of the podcast that we're going to be focusing on is uh, how we would adapt Worm for some form of uh, television or or serialization in in live action, um, this has been more me and Alan's sort of uh, pet project that we've been focusing on. It's, it's it's honestly how we started the conversation for a podcast in the first place. But we love just how ripe Worm is as a story and as a property that it. And there's just so much in it that just feels like it demands uh, exploration in other mediums. Um, as much as I love the written work, I'm a huge film buff, and I just I I would love to see Worm on the silver screen in some capacity or some fashion. And I should clarify, I don't think that this could be condensed for a movie. I think it would have to be uh, televised in some way, some sort of some sort of episodic adventure. Yeah, definitely feel like this would make... I don't think you could just turn this into a movie. This would yeah, have to no. be a television show. Yeah. 
long form for sure. Cause there's so, there's so much. There's just, there's, oh my gosh, there's so much. We talked a little bit earlier about uh, animation probably being the ideal form, you know, seeing Castlevania or the uh, yeah. team that did Arcane. Oh my even, god! Even cyberpunk animation, like a little bit weirder. Oh, yeah. be really trigger. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the beauty of Worm, I think, is also it's very human centric in the fact that like a lot of it isn't crazy wild. Yeah. Um, for superhero show and you could you have a lot of the best moments being two people in a room um so you know cw really could pull off that and even with hokey graphics it could still be really good as long as the writing was good yeah and and i think too that the the character focus aspect of worm is part of what's really compelling about it so um yeah, like even not that we're getting into the first arc yet, but even just the very opening scene is just such a compelling and human scene that you are immediately drawn into the character um, of Taylor. So uh, super, super cool. Yeah, so that's basically going to be the podcast, both both halves of that first half book club, second half uh, writing a screenplay and talking about adaptations. So any studio executives listening in right now? Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, give us a call. Uh, we'd love to. We'd love to. We'd love to chat. And Wildbo, if he wants to allow the rights to this to is somebody, because let's be honest, like, yeah, I mean, we're we're at this point now where he like none of his stuff has been published officially, and it's to me that just says a lot about him wanting as much author control as he can possibly get, which he should. He absolutely should have as much author control as he should get because he is going to be told by you know producers whether it's for a show animated or otherwise or publishing that he's gonna, oh you're gonna have to trim this you're gonna have to cut this down and he doesn't want to which is good he, sh- he shouldn't cut things unless he he wants to cut them or you know change aspects of the stories yeah and great point hannah and uh and just to clarify of course that the screenplay aspect of what we're doing is is a total hobby we don't own the rights in any way, to to worm everything belongs completely to Wildbow. This is just a uh, a fun little passion project for us. Um, and I do want to kind of bring up because of like culturally right now, like there's the um, the strikes that are happening for the writers and the actors. So I think for something like this, I feel like it kind of highlights like how important it is that the writers and the actors do receive like the proper compensation for their work because this is not a small thing, you know, like this isn't like, I haven't even read it, but I know that like the amount of time and work that has gone into it. And even if it was not wild bow that was doing the screenwriting, there's people that have to go and do the research and sift through just the sheer amount of content and piece together how this would be on screen and the, you know, cause dialogue and stuff, it doesn't translate the exact same to screen as it does in a book. So, you know, these screenwriters, even when they already have a source material, they have to put in so much work and so 
much creativity goes into this that they just deserve way more than what they've been, you know, given like pennies from, you know, majority of screenwriters, majority of actors are not making millions. They're not the famous people that we recognize on a daily basis, you know, and they deserve to be compensated for their work. Yeah, absolutely. We, we should probably also say at some point that, um, if you plan to read worm along with us, as we go through the arcs, uh, wild Bo puts a warning at the beginning, but we probably should too, for our podcast. Uh, the story does talk about some pretty serious themes and, uh, it's just good to have that content warning out there. So that way, uh, you know, it's not unexpected. Uh, we, and we like to dive into the nitty gritty of things I think as a group. So we might spend longer than is comfortable on the uncomfortable scenes because that's where the big stuff happens. Um, so just thought I'd put that out there too, into the ether. No, I think that's a great idea because the web serial is named worm. How in God's name are you supposed to know that there's going to be a terrifyingly horrific graphic superhero novel coming out of this? <laughs> He's like, Wait, this isn't a sequel to How to Eat Fried Worms? <laughs> Spoilers. I'm so disappointed. So disappointed. When I left you, I was but the fried worm. Now I am the master. <laughs> okay, dad joke alert. I'm laughing, but I have no idea what you're referencing. So. Oh, Jesus. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Jesus. So we're going to stop this podcast. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> We're going to stop this podcast and start watching the original Star Wars trilogy over again. Oh, shoot. Okay, sorry. <laughs> All right. Before we go completely off the rails here, we'll go ahead and call our first episode, uh, sort of an introduction we did here, and uh, pick up in our next episode as we begin reading through Worm. And if you want to read along with us, our first episode will cover arc one of the web serial which I believe is eight chapters plus an interlude chapter. So if you want to read along, that's what we're going to be discussing in our next episode. Uh, we hope you enjoy it. Again, we'll be doing both a sort of a book club portion and then also uh, a section where we talk about our thoughts and ideas in terms of adapting it for visual media. Anyways, uh, stick around. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks for joining. And Michael, you want to play us out? <laughs>